0: a long time coming but we're here finally the collaboration the 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 merger of events the super teams coming together to defeat the evil overlord we're here i'm your boy cheese crush a lot podcast
1: i'm your boy will gill coming live from hip-hop review podcast
2: and i'm your boy chris Platty, coming live for strictly hip-hop and strictly hoop talk by dead end hip-hop
0: <laughs> and it's too early to be talking about this, but we're going to be doing it. Uh, we've been working on a episode special episode for everybody. We're going to be looking at the classic album of Gravediggers, Six Feet Deep um for people in the European side, you might know it as uh, nigga mortis oh wow uh, but that got banned that got banned yeah uh obviously for all reasons and if you haven't heard of the Gravediggers. They're an outfit and a branch off the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, they dropped their debut album uh 1993 off a of G Street record and essentially is a bunch of super producers and super MCs coming together to deliver one of the most outrageous and uh, disturbing albums pr- pretty much in the hip hop pantheon. And we're talking about super producer, the RZA of the Wu-Tang Clan We'll talk about super producer uh, DJ Prince Paul uh, from De La Soul and Stetsasonic, Fuquan from Destasonic as well, and Two Poetic, who at that time was an up-and-coming MC, all merging together to build the Gravediggers at a time when all of them got released from their record label or for Tommy Boy, and they were all jaded Mm -hmm. with the music business and the music industry, and they just wanted to get together to make music and really put the doubters to bed. And they were dark and sinister, Six Feet Deep. Will Gill, Hip Hop Review Crew. That's what you do. You review. (laughs) You have that ear. What was your impression when you first heard the Gravedigger Six Feet Deep album?
1: Okay, um, just to set a landscape. When I first, um, I'm right now, I'm 28. So I was born in 1990. Um, Music at that time was still regional so grave diggers i'm from the west coast i'm from cali grave diggers didn't really reach over there (laughs) like that so um this is my first time really listening to the grave diggers in 2018 so that's where my pov of this podcast will be coming from and uh it's pretty interesting the first time i heard grave diggers because their sonics is uh it's very specific someone's uh it's called like a horror core which is the first time i've ever heard that and uh at the time drake had dropped um what was scorpion drake had dropped scorpion so uh i was listening to scorpion and gravediggers at the same time <laughs> which was a fucking trip um i was in hawaii at the time slight fe- slight flex slight flex um uh, <laughs> and this uh flex note. yeah <laughs> But um, this Gravedigger Sonics, it's like, it was dark, it was different, it was uh raw, and it reminded me that um, hip-hop came from counterculture. The first time I heard this album, it reminded me of that, and we'll dive into that more, but that was kind of my first takeaway, uh, my first couple listens on this album. It's like, yeah, hip-hop, counterculture, fuck it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I like... I like Will Gill, Am listening to this album for the first time in two thousand eighteen, um, and my um, my immediate takeaways were from from the very first listen. I mean, I remember the very first track. I I just you know I mean you had a, you had an idea where this was gonna go, just knowing just knowing nineties hip hop, knowing the 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 name Grave Diggers. But man, I wasn't I wasn't ready for the I wasn't really ready for the trip that I was about to go on. It was. It was awesome. Their vo- I mean, started from the intro, the first real track on the on the tape, which is the second track, "Constant Elevation." Their vocal inflections and cadences do a great job of evoking like that whole horrorcore, like fearful emotion that they're going for, and they just they 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 really kept me entertained throughout the whole way with like Will Gil said, very dark, very raw production, and. That album was also had also had wonderful skits through it to make it all just one cohesive enjoyable project. And man, like the first time I was listening to this, I was like, I was like, damn, like if if they could have made like a hip hop Halloween movie in the night with '90s aesthetics and this is the soundtrack, that shit would be fire. Like that would be a really really dope thing to do. Um, so that was something that was also popping in my head. But yeah, I enjoyed it from. From front to back, it was it it was it was different. The way the the way every artist played off each other was great as well. The chemistry was there between them. Uh, there was never really a dull moment on on the whole project, really. Yeah, when
0: I first was ever listened to the Grave Diggers, I, this is like I'm a little older than you guys. So at like 13 years old, it was not easy to go get the Gravediggers. How do I even explain that to my parents? <laughs> Like, I'm going to go buy this Grave Digger album. But at that point, 36 Chamber came out. I was already knee-deep into Wu-Tang lore at that point, And anything that RZA was going to put out, I was going to get. Um, and it was, at a from a 13-year-old's perspective, it was like, holy shit. What am I listening to? So many new concepts and ideas that are outside of my own religious views, my own ethnic views, was... was so front and center in the Gravedigger lore that they were creating that it was so much information to process at once it was overwhelming besides it being like am I supposed to be listening to this? Is this okay to listen to? Um, I hope my very Christian family doesn't know about (laughs) it Um, because there's a lot of thematics in there that are not so easy to talk about one being suicide one being uh, in religious context it It's really really is a deep album that I really didn't fully grasp until later 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 in my life. All I do know is the rhythm and the and the grooves that they had were were so so rich and layered that it 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 really did let me catch up to the lyrics later on in my life. The production by Prince Paul were real highlights for me, and it was surprising because thinking that is the super producer, he would carry the weight. It was actually the other way around, and RZA was more of the anchor of the lyrics and, and the content. Um, so it was an interesting at age 13 to be like, I'm not supposed to be listening <laughs> to this. And I had to hide it for years that I was listening to it, um, just because of the time back then. Um, uh, Chris, uh, thinking about the Gravediggers, um, is there any tracks that really pop out to you that really stood with you since you started listening to it or I know most time when we listen to albums now we listen to it and then the next thing comes out and we move on to that but has it's been a while it's been a few months yeah. is there any tracks that still stay in your head
2: uh yeah you know and, and I hate to sound I hate to sound cliche here but really the the second track constant elevation really just um, is one that I return to, I can say without a doubt, the song I return to the most off this project, and that's just everything from the, you know, the creepy piano chords and the bass line to, um, to the Grim Reaper just coming, coming out in that, in that, in that wild, uh, in that wild cadence that's just, like, whoa, that just, like, hits you right from the jump, and... And it just it, it it's a song that just it, it sets the tone for the album so I like it in the context of the album. But outside of the album, it um it's just it's just an enjoy it's just an enjoyable listening. A song I find myself returning to the most. Um, I like all all the verses on, on here as well are stellar. Um, it's just five concrete verses. Um, a dope outro and it's not too long of a song it, it's really it really moves at a um at an efficient pace it's it's one verse two verse three verse four verse five verse and then outro and and you're done and it's and it it's just really um it, it it's also it's also the song that when i've shown because i've shown other people grave diggers since since uh since getting into this project and um this is a song without a doubt i i, I think I, I think this is one of the songs that you can really just say okay i can't give you everything grave diggers is in one song but here's like a good representation you know and so i so i i enjoy that song for that too it's it's the gateway yeah track. yeah there you go there you go i like that
0: A uh, will gill any tracks that come out to your mind that still still stood with you where
1: um yeah i got a couple um i just want to Double tap on Constant Elevation real quick. Uh, you said it was a gateway uh, track. And I, the reason I think that's like the truest statement that's uh, that's made is that um, the keys on that record sounds like something that's like ripped directly from like an Adams Family uh, intro or <laughs> something like that. It sounds like Halloween when you hear it. So like it doesn't only set the tone for the album, but it sets the tone for like the whole horrorcore subgenre that this grape diggers is, is leaning into for this album. So uh Constant Elevation is definitely, I don't think it's the best song on the album, but it's an album that, it's the song that you check out to kind of be, let you know, all right, am I going to fuck with this or not? Because if you're not fucking with that record, you know, the album might be a little weird to you because it gets fucking weird at times. And um my favorite weirdness that this album gives us is, Uh, defective trip to me this record is dope and by dope i mean drugs this record is all about drugs uh it's It's all about tripping yeah it's it's just a great record about abusing drugs and and tripping out on a gatekeeper is uh tripping off weed and and he has this one bar where he says so stay the fuck away because i spit when i'm talking stupid 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 and it legit feels like uh i'm getting spit on by the gatekeeper as he's saying those bars which is ill and it's something that i kind of miss um in hip-hop is kind of like that cartoonish over the top delivery and i feel like uh the best thing grave diggers is doing as an mc is their vocal inflection and that was one of the main keys of like uh how you could make a bar Simple on paper, but with the way he delivers it, he maximizes it to the most. Uh, RZA, he's tripping off dust. Grim, we- Grim Reaper, he's always the weirdest one in the crew, so he's tripping off glue. Yeah. And um, I like how the record is set up too. It's like um, first is weed, and then it's um, dust, and then it's glue. So like as you're listening to the record. The drugs and the trip becomes progressively more extreme so you're like almost moving into these different habits with the grave diggers which is super ill on top of the song itself is just dope as fuck
0: yeah that and that's definitely one of the like the first early moments in the album were like this is this is very different but they committed to it they committed they went in and i can only imagine how fun it was in the studio Making a record like this where you just feel real comfortable, but also very defined to be like, we're going to put out our music, forget the label, forget what anybody does. And we're going to go balls out. Even the beginning of that song, Will, when he talks about we're going to smoke this from the fucking mold. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Will, can you get some of that from Hawaii? <laughs> like, do where do they sell this? I want to know what this is. Um, it was a very compelling stuff. Uh, for me, there's so many moments, but I would be remiss to say if the track that I don't go back to consistently is Diary of a Madman. Right. That is, back in the days when before the streaming era of music, we had a side A and a side B. So side A has its own beginning, middle, and end, and so does side B. So the, when you think about Grave album, you gotta also think of it from that context. So um, side B starts with their lead single, diary of a madman and essentially it's a trial a trial that they're on trial for for uh, for killing people and the judge has given them the ability to speak for themselves and you have this one of the greatest opening verses in the Wu-Tang lore with someone who's not even in the group per se uh scientific uh Shabazz opens up the track bear witness as I exercise my exorcism Hmm. and and it's like okay i'm gonna put the speaker down (laughs) right now and i'm gonna put my headphone on and he just goes through this using a lot of biblical terminologies and demonic lore to set up this story of being possessed by a demon and that's what drove me to like insanity and then rizza comes in with you know the brutal torture murder of his father witnessing that and and being and seeing it and how that stained him and being hung on a on a cross just like Jesus was and given vinegar it was like these are not things that are in in hip hop culture that is spoken of so easily and and with without some consequences either so these things at that time was like very very like taboo and the beat is just amazing with these haunting chilling goth um, sirens going on in the background and vocals um, it was just a, a masterpiece of storytelling but also made me very uncomfortable and that, for me that's important to feel right. different kind of emotions so feeling uncomfortable like I should not be listening to this <laughs> is a trippy feeling and liking it was even more confusing so for me Diarrhea of a Man Man was definitely one of those tracks I always go back to um Yeah, touching
1: on your feelings on there, um, it almost feels like you're going crazy when you're listening to the song. It's like almost like you're a part of like the actual court case that's going on. Uh, So that's uh, that's tight. And from forgive me if this is uh, fake news, but um, I read this (laughs) online that that uh, all the four verses that were spit on the diary of a madman were all verses that were just recorded. They were trying to be great. They were trying to make grave digger verses, so you know they were pointed in a certain direction. But they had four separate verses and no way to really connect it. There was no hook for the song, and Prince Paul had went back and like reverse engineered the um, the court case skits to kind of connect all four verses together. Again, forgive me if that's fake news, but I thought it was um, tight enough to share it uh, because I read that on Genius.
0: No, that's definitely definitely the case, uh, and that's what the beauty of Prince Paul Chris.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna I was just gonna basically um, basically agree with that and say and say that yeah that song that that song in general is enjoyable and I remember that that was another song that off off rip the verses really um, really stood out to me for all the ones you can highlight. I mean, we can go through and highlight every every bar. I mean, even even when you go all the way. All the way to verse one when shabazz is you know just getting so specific about you know about about um about about the death and uh because when i kill him i, I leave no uh, no one element to autops uh first i'll i'll assassinate him then i'll cremate him take all his fucking ashes and evaporate him like Who's saying these things, you know? <laughs> like, who's saying this stuff, man? It makes you, it, it, to go off your guys' point, man, it, it really does make you feel like you're an accessory to murder when you're listening to this song. <laughs> like.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And it, it because they're coming with such dark tones, it's different than just, like, having uh, gang, street culture, violence. That's pretty common in mm-hmm. hip-hop. This is a different level of violence yeah. you're talking about. And it just felt very uncomfortable. Um, and then you go right into, like, the next track after that is uh, uh, Bang Your Head, which is, like, the, one of the most psychedelic trips to follow up that, that song. So it the the way they sequenced everything was amazing. If you could look at the album, we sat on it for a while, and think about, any places where maybe it could have been improved here or removed here and um where is it in the album from your perspective like that did not maybe resonate so much with you
1: Uh, i'll go first i would say um for me you brought this record up and it's just it's just sensory overload for me and it's bang your head it's um To me, the record is just so much. It's too heavy for me to handle. Uh, I do not like the metal vibes. RZA's like yell flow was kind of whack to me. Grim Reaper, he's always doing the most on these records. Like he's definitely the most cartoonist of the rappers that are here. And uh, man, he's really laying it on thick with his voice on that record. So for me, that record itself regularly gets the skip, but if you're really into like the sonics of this album, I could kinda see how that could also be a high point, but for personally me, it's 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 overload. And I, I and I kinda think the the back end of this album tapers off a little bit for me. Like here comes the grave diggers follows up bang my head. Beat the beats a little weird. And then it's followed by Graveyard Chamber, which kinda sounds like a zombie apocalypse <laughs> sonically to me, which is cool if you into it. Personally I'm not. But um so I would say that that little section of the album gets a little bit tough for me to um not skip one of those three songs while I'm going through my album listen but uh it's not bad it's just personally um the horrorcore aspect of the uh of the music they're making kind of is too heavy-handed for me to um enjoy as music
2: only Yeah Chris. Yeah I would um, I would actually agree those were two of the tracks that I as well um, was was kind of um, was kind of not really all the way in I were bang your head and here comes the grave diggers back to back but um, but really those are my only two complaints honestly of the album. Um, for a lot of what will said like I'm not a fan I'm not the biggest fan of um, of, of elements of metal sonically so I I've just never really connected with that. Um, so that's one um, and then and then the other track as well i just i i just find myself returning to those tracks at least but those are really the only complaints i have because the rest of this album um the rest of this album sometimes you know you'll skip the you'll skip skits here and there but um but other but those don't really but those i don't find i don't want to actually negatively highlight those at all because the skits themselves when when I decide to listen to to them, like they they really do enhance the overall song. They tie it together, like we just talked about on Diary of a Madman. So I don't want the, the skits are also brilliant too, but uh, but overall I think I think this I think this album is is done very well. It's, it's paced very well, like you said. Each side is paced pretty well. Um, it does kind of I agree with Will Gill It does kind of tail off for me at the end, but maybe that's just because I'm listening to it in one sitting most of the time and so, and and so, um, after, after a while, like, this whole, whole, like, horrorcore thing kind of, kind of is, uh, I'll say, I'll say, although I enjoy, I enjoy elements of it, I enjoy songs of it, like, I don't know how many horrorcore, like, hip-hop albums I can listen to front to back, but this one is a good one with 50 minutes pace, um, so it's, so it moves at an efficient pace, it's not too long, not too short, straight to the point, and, um, and yeah, those would be really my my only complaints,
0: yeah, I think in, in in when you think of totality of an album from beginning to end, it fits the theme and the narrative and what they're right. going for. I think yeah. if you just break it up into singles, they don't they don't really add much. It's definitely there to add more to the lore. So I could definitely see why people wouldn't gravitate towards those as much as constant 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 elevation. Elevation, yeah. It's because I'm tripping. I had some dust. Had. <laughs> now, and um, Diary of a Madman. Um, I would say the one song that, for me, because I had years to digest the album, and it's still one of the albums I always go to all the time, I'm still rather uncomfortable with 1 800 Suicide. Um, only because, in the landscape that we're in right now, it's something that. I don't take lightly. Um, so the glor- not I don't know if they're glorifying it, but really, really just being very open about how to eliminate yourself from the earth, just made me uncomfortable even then. Um, I, the sample is great, the KRS sample is great, the groove is great, um, and they all deliver memorable verses. Uh, but it also, I, I wanted more of uh, of conversation around it, where, it wasn't necessarily glorifying it or endorsing it, so for me, just a more of a, it, it didn't sit well with me, and that's the, like the uncomfortable nature of this album. At times, you could be uncomfortable, like, "Whoa, this is uncomfortable," um, and I don't think it made a big splash, but the song did get banned. The song did did not get a lot of any radio play or any video play because of the context back at that time, um, and I always wondered like if a uh, someone would make a song like that now how would it be received so for me it, that one was more sonically it's great lyrically it's great content wise it kind of left a little for me to to not be in tuned with so i too tend to skip it cheese. A, uh, a little more
1: cheese can i make a couple points on the 1-800 suicide yeah um go for when it. i first started this podcast i said grave diggers reminded me that hip-hop was counterculture because like you know right now Hip hop is so big that hip hop is pop music it's popular music that when I got to one eight hundred suicide was one of the records where I was like, man, you know it's crazy that hip hop doesn't have the the large platform that that it that it uh that it now has at this time in nineteen ninety four that like you could do a track like one eight hundred suicide you could correct y- you know you you don't want to relate to people you don't want people in society to be like oh yeah i rock with logic you know (laughs) like um now it would be too dangerous for a large artist to come out and make a record like uh 1-800 suicide because hip-hop is so large and kids you know are easily influenced and i'll also say this about the content about 1-800 suicide i think the record tone wise managed to say dark through production the record feels dark the way they rap sonically it sounds hard it sounds dark but if you listen to the bars the bars about committing suicide majority of the time is so ridiculously over the top that it's like it's almost satire it's not even like real ways to commit suicide like one of the bars Mm -hmm. is you fucked up chicken now you fried because it's a suicide like there's a lot of bars like that where it's not like, hey, go off yourself. You know, it's uh, they're thinking about like clever, satire ways to talk about death. And I think um, Grave Diggers did a great job of handling something so sensitive with nuance. So um, I definitely want to throw those couple points out there.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's better with me if you listen to their second album, uh, The Pick, The Sickle, and The Shovel. Where they actually turn their dark content into more light mm-hmm. content, um, in terms of like the higher entities, and they really reveal more of the when we're talking about death and things like that. We're talking about like the, the things in you that stop you from reaching your potential. Right, um, it's not right. so overt. It's not so overt in six feet deep, but it's very overt in in the pick the shovel and the sickle album uh yeah
2: yeah i thought um i thought for what will gill said he hit it on the nail i mean i know i've been agreeing with him all pod but will gill makes pretty good points um (laughs) uh but yeah so so like the whole like the bars like he said like the punchlines about suicide most of them are very over the top so to me to me when i listen to this it doesn't necessarily um it doesn't necessarily make me too uncomfortable um but uh but in context like I could I really wonder how how this how this record would be perceived if they if they were a big act today because I mean I don't know if you guys remember but XXx tentación God rest The dead was uh had this like little um stunt before his album came out where he like faked the suicide attempt or something uh, where he was like where he like pretend to hang himself I think it was like for part of a music video or whatever but he just put like a little, he put a little clip on like Instagram and it was just like him with the rope around his neck and it was um in it and so he got like massive backlash for it. So I really wonder how this record would be perceived today. But I think I think what Will Gill said hit the nail on the head here and what, what makes it what makes it uh what what makes him able to deal with such a sensitive topic is their ability to go over over the top with it. And, um, and really just make it like, okay, nobody's really doing, nobody nobody's really doing these over the top things to kill to kill themselves or like or, or like nobody's using these analogies for, for suicide. And so it kind of makes it um, it kind to me it makes it, it makes it uh, it makes it playful in a way.
0: Yeah, the whole album's pretty playful right. too there is some moments of complete comedic yeah like richard it's pryor like, set your balls on the, fire
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um we had one of the interludes said, uh do uh they asked the questions a, a bunch of questions one of the questions like do maggots get drunk if they bury alcohol yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I legit i do want to know if that's true uh to wrap it up guys um Uh, if you haven't checked out either any of our podcasts, uh, check us out. We're everywhere. Um, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Google Play, I would imagine, Stitcher Radio, Podbean. Some of us are on Spotify. Shout out, Chris. (laughs) Um, so you can find them there, Uh, we're getting there. We're getting, we're all getting there, but you should definitely check out the hip hop review podcast. If you're looking for very honest, hilarious, and entertaining show with some really good insights definitely check out will and what he's doing at the hip-hop review uh check out chris um it's basketball season so i'm sure he's <laughs> he's gearing oh up. yeah oh yeah i got and, so and much and is, content is coming as well um and you know definitely check th- them out and support either by checking out the show leaving a review retweeting it anything if you like the content and if you don't let us know too <laughs> uh, we're gonna try to do this uh, we're not committing to anything this is just like you know we're all getting together to to get at thanos before the podcast game <laughs> all goes to spotify <laughs> uh, so we're doing our part to keep it in general places uh we'll try to do this again like maybe once a year we'll see how it goes uh, but just to close it up grave digger six feet deep your final thoughts on it do you recommend it your grade if you want to do it that way i know that's how will does it um
1: yeah okay um i'll take the lead uh gravediggers is definitely a a recommend if you fuck with hip-hop already you should just be checking it out especially if you're younger you know go back and listen to uh music we have um streaming services now where it's easier than ever to like go back and give something to play um you you guys i think it listening to newer artists while knowing like the history of hip-hop i think Gives you a fuller um, experience when you listen to hip hop because now, like you can see that things are borrowed from this. This came from that, and the experience of hip hop is better. So I definitely recommending going back. And the reason why I'm saying it like so heavy, being sounding probably hella old, is because um, shout out uh, Sir Love. He had brought this up when uh, we were talking about this album. Was in 1994 was a hell of a year. Uh, Nas dropped Illmatic that year uh notorious drop ready to die uh outcast drop super Player, Listic music uh and then so drop called Quash. yeah it's like it's like bro this year 1994 is a a, a a heavy ass year and um grave diggers six feet deep I think is an album that is it, it competes with those albums for like a best body of work and the reason why I say it could do that is because it's so sonically different everything's a little different uh Illmatic don't sound like uh six feet deep uh Tribe don't sound like this you know everybody's a little different so um definitely go back and check out this year 1994 because it's tough uh Grave Diggers the album I would give it a a, a, a. it's a great album all the way through and hey OVO Crew I thought I told you it's October uh we dropping this episode on uh halloween (laughs) so god damn it if you don't play this album on halloween or a couple days after you really fucking up the vibes okay (laughs) so uh give this album grave diggers a spin
2: yeah man uh yeah so i i thoroughly enjoyed this i would go with i would go with an eight out of ten um i really really like it um everything front to front to back like i said was was cohesive it was great production um, entertaining, entertaining uh, verses, and and just just um, just great lyrical prowess between the three uh, between the MCs, and also also um, one of the things that I mentioned earlier in this podcast that I still think is is one of the one of the selling points to me on why this album is so good is just the chemistry between them. Like you said, they re- they had a real understanding of okay, we're doing something, we're doing something different, but they understood. They, they understood fully the scope of why what they were doing is different and how to make it so different. And so that really played into it and, and, and it made it, it made it very um, cohesive and it really helped what really helped was that chemistry between all the artists. Like they, they were able to play off of each other so well and give you every track has such a it's, it's under the same. It's under the same, um, I guess you could say like emotions that they're trying to pull. But they, but they all play off of each other, and they all do it in a way that makes it, that that makes it very, um, how do I say this, like very very entertaining and very um, and very very true to what they're doing. And so, I I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoy this album. I mean, it's 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 incredible. Um, a wild range of vocal cadences and and flows and. and just make it. Just don't make it stale um, at all. That it makes it. It makes it always fresh and always entertaining.
0: Yeah, Six Fig, Deep for me is one of my personal favorites. Is definitely within my top ten albums of all time. My personal, my personal albums, and mostly because I find the sonic and the production, the sonic landscape and the production of that album is something that still has not been duplicated whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This is a one-of-a-kind experience with one-of-a-kind production, one-of-a-kind uh, delivery of, of content that, I even in the follow-up Gravediggers albums you didn't get. It just really captured a moment for me that really, really, really stayed. And there's still so much to digest. Like, you can still go back to it and listen and get new things from it. Um, It's one of those albums that I feel that everyone should experience once, especially here around Halloween It's like perfect time. And like Will said, if you're spending 10 bucks on Apple Music, just give it a spin. You're you're not taking it out of your wallet. Um, You might definitely enjoy it. If you have Spotify, you could definitely do that. Um, for me, the lyrical content from the rizza. This is the best version of the rizza. um Not not the <laughs> yeah the rizza This is the rizza is my favorite version of the rizza because the rizza can be off kilt, as you probably heard from the Logic Wu Tang, <laughs> of forever song. He's off kilt, and for someone who's a producer, he's often off the beat, but. It works well in the Gravedigger context um, so definitely for me I highly recommend it I would give it definitely an A um, and don't underestimate the power of those skits they do definitely give a efficient pace like Chris said and really blends and mixes the album well and DJ Prince Paul who's a super producer um, this is like for me his opus this is like the, the best um, production from front to back um, that's it grave digger six feet deep i'm your boy cheese crush a lot podcast
1: i'm
2: your boy will gill from hip-hop review podcast i'm your boy chris Platty from strictly hip-hop and strictly hoop talk